I'm not 17. <laughs> yeah. Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord Jesus. It's so good to be in your presence. We want to stay focused on you, Lord. And just love you for who you are. So I pray this morning that we will see you, Lord Jesus. That we will proclaim your excellences. You are so wonderful, Father. So I pray during the word, Lord, that you will be exalted. And that people will see you, connect with you. And just again be reconciled to you in a deep, deep way, Father. Just to discover your heart and your spirit and your word. There's so much of you, Lord, that's still to be recovered, discovered. Father, thank you for this. It's almost like it is such a deep time in worship that for me to come in and to preach, Lord, is, it's a huge challenge. And actually, I wanted for us to go on and go on, Lord, and just spend time in your presence and until you come by your spirit, Lord, and deposit something in our hearts that only you can do. Only you can do it, Father. Only you can do it by your spirit. So, Lord, this morning I pray that you will help us to connect with you, Father, and to, when we leave from this place, that we can have a testimony that we met with the living God. <laughs> yeah, we met with you as our Father, as our Savior. So we just exalt you this morning. And, uh, we can go on and on, Lord. You are so wonderful. You are so good. Father, there's no end to it. No end to your mercies and your grace. Every morning, the fresh water. Every morning, Lord Jesus, it's new and fresh in our lives. Every morning when we come to you, Lord, you strengthen us, Lord Jesus. You give us life. And we come to you this morning. Again, Lord, as a church, as a people, as individual, Father, we pray that you will connect with us and just bring new life into our spirits, Lord. We live, we can do nothing without you, Lord. Nothing. I cannot preach this morning without you, without your spirit. We cannot worship even without you, Lord. You give us that strength, Lord, to do it. You in, anoint us even to have a relationship with you. You are the initiator in our relationship. I thank you so much for it, Father, that you call us. You draw us to yourself. You have done it in the past. You do it every day. And we just love you for it, Father. You love our relationship with you more than even we love it, Father. And I thank you for it. Thank you for intimacy. Thank you there's no room for performance and spirit of religion and all, all those things, Father. But there's only a hunger in our hearts for life in the spirit, Father. So this morning, as I'm, I'm sharing, Father, I pray that you will touch every one of us. Touch my heart, Lord. Touch every one of us. So that when we leave this place, we will never be the same, Lord. You do it by your spirit, Lord. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. Sure. I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach this morning. I'm, I feel I'm going to be all over the place. I've got this word this morning when I was praying. I've got this word and I just put it on side. Just maybe the God wants to highlight it this morning. And the word is reconciliation. Reconciliation. But that's not part of my notes. So I don't know how to combine it. But while we were worshiping, 
I was just looking at you guys, and not to see if you, if you are worshiping the Lord, but just to look at you guys and, and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you see? What do you see when you look at these people? Help me to see what you see, Lord. And I think it's because of the word that the Lord gave me. But what I saw is so many people came in and they, they shine like lights. Because that's what happened. When we get to the Lord, He takes us out of darkness and He puts us in His kingdom where there's light. And what happens is when we meet with the light, the light begins to shine inside of us. And we actually become the salt and we become the light of the world just because of Jesus who's in our lives. But for some of us this morning, it's like darkness has crept over us again and cover us. And I believe this morning that God wants to, to put you a light again. Put you a light again. Reconcile himself with you through Jesus Christ. He did it on the cross. But this morning there will be opportunity when you can come back to the Lord again and just be reconciled. Because I believe that's what he wants to do every day, to be reconciled with you and give you life and give you light an anointing so that you will be someone who can testify about the Lord, but also that you can live for Him. I mean, we live for Him, and we are called for a special ministry. So this is my, my message topic this morning, the most important ministry of every saint. So every saint here this morning has a very important ministry, and the most important ministry. I want to highlight it this morning to you. So... Let's read in 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to, uh, 2, 4 to 5, and 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 10. So, as you come to him, to let me just put on my glasses. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, as you come to Him. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. One of the most beautiful pieces of scripture that I know, that God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So Jesus himself said, come to me. He's always calling us. Come to me, he said. Jesus is always calling us to himself. I'll never forget the day that Jesus called me, you know. He called me before I was looking for him. He was looking for me. And up to this day, I, in my heart, I have this day as the most important day in my life. That was even before I got saved. Because I had this life in the free state. I lived there. I was a farmer. And I didn't know the Lord. I was in church. I was an elder. I was a deacon. I was with the Sunday school. I was everything. But I was unsaved like a stone. I didn't know the Lord at all. And something happened inside of my heart. Slowly but surely, God called me in that place. He was calling my name. 
And that's what he's doing with you and me. I mean, he loves you so much, he's calling you. He said to me, Len, Len. At first I didn't hear him. But as he was calling me and he just, he just kept on calling my name. Len, Len. I was, I was in the golf world, you know, playing golf. So on the, <laughs> on the Wednesday I played golf. On the Friday I went to the club. And then I practiced, and after that I practiced drinking. And then I go home on the Saturday, and I mean I go again to the golf club on the Saturday, and I, I did my, my 18 hours of golf, and on the Sunday, some days we play league, and that was everything to me, the golf world. It's like in that world I lost my everything. I almost lost my wife. I lost the relationship with my kids because it, it just became an idol in my life. It's just too much. I was a farmer, not far from town. So that was when it, when it gets dry and a lot of stress on the farm, I just go to the, the club and I have a few drinks with the, with the guys there. You know, die drinke broers. And then uh, we, we, we lost our stress and we begin to chat to each other and we feel this is working, man. But I was lost completely. Sunday morning, I was sitting in church with a hangover. So many times with my suit and everything, I was sitting in the, in the church and I've got this headache and the guy was preaching there somewhere, you know, I, somewhere and I f fell asleep or whatever. I mean, that's how it is. And when you get back home, you feel guilty. And that night you, you take your wife and you lie, you lie in bed and you say to yourself, hey, you know what? We have to read the Bible and we have to pray because that's what we have to do. And then we don't know where we pray. We open up the Bible and look at the ceiling and put our finger there and then we read, begin to read. Maybe this is what we should read. I mean, it's, come on, yeah. Sorry, but that's who I was. I needed God so much. Because <laughs> I was into a spirit of religion. And I thought, I'm okay. But you know what? In that, God did not reject me in that season of my life. He was calling my name. Len. And he just kept on Len. And that morning, many years ago, 1993, I was playing golf in, in a town called Frankfurt in the Free State. <laughs> and as I was finished with the 18 holes, he was calling my name. Like a man. He, it was getting stronger and stronger. And uh, I will never forget, when I got into the clubhouse, I said to the guys, you know what? I'm going home. What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> you don't look good. <laughs> so I'm okay. Don't worry. But I'm going. I'm gonna, not going to have a drink this morning. And uh, it's 60 kilometers from there. I mean, I just thank God. So many times I drove from there, from Frankfurt, to, to a place called Rates in the Free State. And I didn't know how I got there. Just because I was so drunk. But this time I went there without anything in my, in my system. And I met with, um, I, I greeted my wife, I mean, and then she said, yo, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and I said, I just don't know. I just don't know. But just leave me alone, you know. And I was, just turmoil inside of me. I was so stressed up and I thought I was getting sick or something is going to happen. 
But just because I'm not born again, I'm not in the spirit, I didn't know what it was. So that night I was lying in bed and it was a tough night. I wasn't sleeping at all. That morning we went to church. I put on my suit and my tie and everything. We go to the church in the free state and I, Etty was driving me uh, in, in, into town. I was driving with her. As we got into town, I remember there was a small little church. There is a small little church called the, what was it called? The Agape Church. But actually they called them the Crocodile Church. Because, because if they get there, they, they draw you to the water. You know I mean? <laughs> so three people are going to get drawn to the water this morning. So we actually said, it's a sect. Just don't go there. But that morning, God was calling me in my heart. And he said, Len, I want you to go to this church. And I said to Eti, okay, I'm going to go to that church. And she says, listen, <laughs> I'm going to the real church. And she even didn't want to go close to that place, and she just dropped me off. I blocked from there, and I, I had to walk up to the, to the church and went to the small church, 20 people. And I was sitting there and listening to the preach. And it was as if it was only written and preaching for me, if I was the only guy there. I can't remember what the, what the pastor said, but when he made the altar call, I was ready just to, to stand up and sit. I just went to the front and knelt down and I gave my life to the Lord as a, a farmer of 36 years of age, age because God called my name, not because I was so good. He just kept on calling. He never, never stopped. And that's, that's my message this morning. God's still calling my name. When I wake up in the morning, He's still calling my name. But for a reason, and that's why I'm here. So again, what is the most important ministry that you and I can have? Is what Scripture says, is to pronounce the excellencies of my God. He is so good. And when you really see Him and understand Him and love Him, I, I don't think we can understand Him completely, but if you really know Him and come to know Him, if you really have an intimate relationship with the Lord, you will pronounce His excellencies. You will tell of how good He is and who He, he is and what He has done to, for you and, and how you walk with Him every day. So, can we come this morning into a place where we trust God that He will come and, and, and just uh, take us out from maybe a place in your life where he, where he calls you into a place of intimate relationship with Him. So, you know, I believe there are so many stuff nowadays in where we live in that breaks the intimacy that we have with the Lord. So, I mean, it wasn't easy with COVID and everything, but there are so many distractions. 2 Corinthians 11, 1 to 3 says, I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And 1 Corinthians 7 verse 35 says, I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, 
but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Undivided devotion to the Lord. Even when we are, we are in ministry, we can, we can miss it. We can miss, miss the Lord completely. I mean, Etty and I, we have the privilege to travel around a lot and see many churches and just by the grace of God and by His mercy. But, you know, we, in that, we can also miss the Lord. Ministry does not guarantee that you have intimacy with the Lord. It does not guarantee. Not even worship on a, on a Sunday morning. That should not be your only place that you're really devoted to the Lord. But we have to live a life of intimacy. We have to live a life of being connected with Him. This is a very serious scripture in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, where the Lord says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, O oh Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, your evil doers. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's what the Lord says. So many times I find myself in a place where I really need to, to search my heart. If I'm not just busy with the things of God, but I miss the God of the things. Am I not just busy? And I, I mislead myself by thinking of that I'm, when I'm in ministry, I have a relationship with the Lord. Or if I'm going to church on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday or visit all these churches, that, that's okay. It's possible to miss the Lord completely, to not be able to hear His voice. Not many, I, I would say 18 months ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, with prostate cancer. And I thank God that when I was, I was going for a visit to the doctor and I said that he, he must do an inspection and what he found is a, is, is a little knob on, on my prostate and then they went me for a biopsy and then they said it's cancer and, and then they removed my prostate completely. And up to this day, I'm still cancer-free. God healed me, cancer-free. I go for tests every six months, so, and then I need to be tested fully and completely, and I can testify this morning that by God's grace and His mercy, I'm healed, and I declare that I'm healed because when I was, after the operation, they took the, the cancer and they sent it away, and it actually declined in the intensity, and the doctor said, this is the first time that they see it, that when with the first biopsy and after the op, the, the cancer has declined. It actually grew. Cancer grew. It grows. I mean, I mean it grows. So it, it needed to grow, but it declined. And, it, and I said to him, you know what, doctor, because we prayed. It's because we prayed. I believe God did it to me. But why am I telling this to you? Because when you have a diagnosis like that, and you go home, and you lie on your bed with this report in your ears, in your heart. Then, believe me, that's when you really search your heart. 
if you're really connected with God? Am I really connected with God? Do I really know His voice? Do I really love Him with my whole heart? Or does He, through this, through this experience, does He want me to come closer to Him? It was a wonderful time in my life. It is still a wonderful time in my life. And I thank the Lord for it. Because I believe times like that will take you into a place that you've never been with the Lord. So that's where, why we should be, re, we should be re, rejoicing in all the trials and the troubles that we have as Christians. Because God will take us to a place where we really see Him for who He is. And trust Him for who He say He is. And your faith begins to be being built up inside of you. But still, I know it's grace to stand here this morning and preach to you and be still alive. It's grace. It's God's mercy and God's grace. And I live from that place every day, every morning when I go to Him. I just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'm reconciled with you. I, I can do nothing on myself. And I want, please, Lord, I want you to keep me in that place. I want you to keep me in that place. Listen, you don't need a, an experience like that to find God in a special way, in a deep way. You don't need it. But sometimes it happens. For your good, it happens. But actually, that's not plan A. Plan A, I believe in God's heart, is that you will love Him and that you will find Him without the trials and without the experiences, without the sicknesses, without being bankrupt without being divorced, without being hurt by the church or whatever. He wants you to find Him in a special way. That's because that's who He is. He called you out of the darkness into His light. And that's what He did with me. And I want, He wants you to live in that place where you can experience Him daily. But unfortunately, we are just human beings. And we, we tend to drift so easily from that intimate place that we have with the Lord. Amen? Isn't that true? I mean, come on. Just look at what Facebook does. People wake up with Facebook. The first thing that they do is they go to Facebook. The first thing that they do, they go to Facebook. And I, and I was there myself. You go there, you want to see what Andrew says or whatever. And you, and you justify all these things. I mean, it's just who we are. We live in this age. And before you get yourself, there's no time for the Lord. And I'm not talking about doing dagstukkies, bibelstukkies, bibelstukkies and gebekkies so that you goed can voel. I'm, I'm telling, I'm talking about being intimate with the Lord. Really know His voice. So that's my question this morning to you guys. Are you really connected to the head of the church? Rian is not the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. Are you really connected to Him? Are you absolutely sure there's a flow of life from Jesus by His Spirit into your life. I have, to, I have to put myself in that place daily. daily. Otherwise, I drift. It's just how we, how we, that's my makeup and your makeup. Human beings, we come in a place where we think we don't need God. And we just begin to live without Him. And we justify so many things in our lives. But this morning, I believe God wants to put the light again on in your life. And take you out from that. You know what happens if, you're not live, if you do not live in that place? The world itself shackles you. The world itself got you, gets you. And keep you in a place where you don't find freedom to worship the Lord and to understand 
His word and to hear His voice. So this is my message this morning. I want to pray for you guys that you will come into a place that you again reconciled to the Lord. And uh, maybe if, if, there's, if there's distance between you and God, if you, when I'm speaking this morning, if you experience in your heart, yes, there's distance between me and God. I'm not intimate with God. I'm just going through the motions. I believe this is a time this morning where you can come to God and say, God, I repent this morning of allowing the things of this world to come in and to bring distance in my relationship with you. I know that you're there. You're out there somewhere. But God doesn't, he doesn't want to be out there somewhere. He's not looking to us from a distance. He wants to live inside of your heart. He wants to be close to you. And if we, as a church, this wonderful church, it's mean, amen, it's a wonderful church. If we want to see this church healthy, it starts with healthy members. And healthy members starts with a healthy relationship with God. That's where we start. And that's where we stay. Otherwise, we're doing it from the outside to the inside. And that's the wrong way to do it. We have to do it from the inside. You have to find a place where deep goes out to deep and we, where you can find life in your relationship with the Lord. And when you find that, you will find the presence of the Lord. Where you, when you are at home and you find that place, you will become aware of His presence in your life. You come on a Sunday morning or you go to the, the community on a Wednesday, what you do is you bring the presence of the Lord with you. You carry the presence of the Lord because you have an intimate relationship with Him. It's just Jesus inside of you. Otherwise, we, we, we become religious if we don't experience that. And then we, when we come together and you carry the presence of the Lord and I carry the presence of the Lord, we experience the presence of the Lord. And the worship, naturally, the worship helps us to get into that place where we can focus on the Lord. But it begins with you. You are a fountain of life. The Lord said when you come to Him, Streams of living water will flow from your inner being. You become a fountain, a well. It will flow from there. Not just maybe a drop here and there, but it will flow from there. You will be a light. You will be a fountain. You will be salt when you're part of the church. When the Spirit of the Lord is in your life, that's who you will be. But unfortunately, if you don't seek the Lord, the things of this life will become clutter in this well, in this fountain. And it gets clogged up. Is that the right word? Clogged up. And what happens? There's no living water. It, it does not flow from your inner, inner being. I find myself very easy in that place. It starts with my mind. It starts, starts with my focus and my love for the Lord. And then I get all dried up as a fountain. There's no life. Friends, I want to ask you this morning. Is your fountain flowing? Is there really life in you? You can do nothing without Jesus. We have to stay in the mind. The fruit that he wants is that we, it's not like you, you have to do ministry with the kids or worship ministry. 
yeah, that's part of who we are. But the fruit that the Lord wants is that we know Him and that we have a relationship with Him. That's the fruit. The, the flow, the life of Jesus from the vine to us, that's what should happen every day of our lives. Can we go, give God the opportunity this morning just to touch you in a special way? And if you have drifted from Him, that you will come before him this morning with a prayer in your heart and say, Lord, here I am. I want to connect with you again this morning. And forgive me. Forgive me if I have allowed all the things of this world or maybe unforgiveness in my heart or maybe bitterness or maybe just I got, I got so troubled, Lord, with all the things of this world that there's no, actually, there's no intimacy with you, Father. This, this is my message. If I get a time to preach, it's like this is the last preach that I, maybe this is the last preach that I will ever do. If I meet with the Lord, I will remember this day in each mid a.m. before the Lord. And I had the opportunity to, to preach to you guys. I don't want to sound clever or anything. I want to make sure that you come to a place where you will be able to know the Lord. To know Him personally. And when I leave here this morning, then I had the opportunity to connect you again with God the Father and with the Spirit. And that you will live that life as someone who, are filled, who is filled with His love and with His Spirit. Amen.